From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 70 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my two co-hosts, Cody and James. What's going on, guys? Not much. How you doing? That was flawless. That was flawless. So for those of you who don't know what Cody's talking about, we uh, the, the software we recorded with uh, added a soundboard. So that's the first time that we've actually done the intro. And then went right into it. Normally, I add the intro in uh, when I'm editing it. So uh, we thought we would try that out, and it worked perfectly. I got to hear myself introduce myself. There you go. I became Austin Powers. Allow myself (laughs) to introduce myself. (laughs) So I like that. I like that. We've got some other things, too, that we'll be playing with over the next couple episodes. So so welcome. What's up, guys? Not much. Hey, hey, hey. You guys ready for episode 70? I'm ready. We've got some a big topic to talk about today. We got another movie that we watched and we're going to talk about. So uh, we should just get right into it. Uh, yeah, let's, let's go. Uh, we we are going to start with something that we talked about last episode and maybe the episode before. Um, I forgot when it was. These weeks kind of blend together. But Magic Key. Magic is, Key. It's starting. It's going on sale tomorrow, right? August 25th. Yep. Because we are recording August 24th. So when you hear this, it may have already, it will have gone on sale already, or it might have gone on sale yesterday. Uh, yep. Just depends on when I'm able to record and get it uploaded. But Magic Key is here. Uh, I was, we were talking before the episode, and uh, Cody and James probably know a little bit uh, more about the Magic Key than me because I said, since I'm not buying one, I didn't really do a lot of research on it. Uh, <laughs> I know it's out there. I know. I'm still going to call it an annual pass, even if people hate that. But eventually, <laughs> I'll call it a magic key. Uh, refer to right. It, its right name. Uh, uh, it kind of goes along with something else we're going to talk about a little later. That was released right after we recorded last week. A new called Disney Genie Service. They're they're changing all their all their vernacular, I guess. You know, it's not annual passes. It's magic key. Um, yep. It's not going to be like Fast Pass or Max Pass. It's going to be some type of Genie Plus and some Lightning Lane stuff, but We'll it's, a, it's a complete overhaul. They're, they're yeah. rebranding. We'll talk about that in a little while. But first, we want to talk about the Magic Key. Uh, I'm pretty sure James is going to be purchasing one, uh, attempting to purchase one tomorrow. Tell us about it, James. Not just one, but two. Two. <laughs> one for me and one for him. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you'll, Teresa. <laughs> you'll have to explain that to my wife. But <laughs> yeah. uh, So tell so us I, about it. So I think I'm going to be purchasing it. I'm not sure. There's four to choose from, the Imagine, the Enchant, the Believe, and the Dream. Um, right now I'm kind of kicking back and forth between the Dream Key and the Believe Key. Which is the, the the top and the, the third? The top two, yeah. Top two, right. Yeah, because you don't qualify for the bottom one. 
No, the bottom one, the Imagine one, is pretty cheap, only three ninety nine, I think. But that's right. for California residents, and actually Southern California residents. Southern only. California, you got to fall within a certain yeah uh, zip was, code codes. And I was checking, my dad actually falls within those zip codes, so I was thinking I might have to use their address. But I don't know about that key. That pass has so many blockout dates. It's like. You can't ever go. Like, I don't think there's a single week in the entire year. I don't think you can go on any Saturday the entire year. Yeah. And they, they cut out from like July through September or something. I don't know. It's it's a lot of blockout dates for that. Right. You'd have to go only during the week and then only during what they consider the – because there's really no off season anymore. So right. it's the, the lesser busy times of the year. And, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used yeah. to have a defined off season, you know, when it was slow and you could go and wouldn't be busy, but I don't. Apparently that's right now. That's right now. Yeah. The last week apparently has just been blissful, <laughs> but well, I think a lot of people, I mean, what people have been saying is that anyone that had reservations since they announced these keys are holding off so that mm-hmm. they can use them after the program is implemented so that they can use the price of their ticket that they already purchased and have it go towards their yeah. new key pass, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. So so what's I'm, the process for you tomorrow? What are you going to be doing? Well, I'm going to hop on there and see. Well, first, I'm going to hop on there and see if I can even do it or not. Uh, I'm not going to try to do it. I'm not going to like be on there. I think they go on sale at 10 a.m. I'm not going to be waiting in a queue at 930 or anything crazy like that. Um but I'm going to probably get on there tomorrow night and see exactly how the process works because there's been a lot of information going around when they first announced it, uh, you know, because everyone's getting on their apps and going to the chat feature with the cast members. And at first they were saying you could only purchase the keys at a ticket booth there at the Disneyland Resort. So it's like, okay, well, that's going to be the only way that you can do it. And people were posting screenshots of talking with cast members and all that. Well, that has changed over the last couple of weeks to where now everyone, not everyone, but now there are several screenshots of chats with different cast members saying you won't be able to do it at the ticket booths at all. And you can only do it online or through the app. So I don't think anyone really knows for sure exactly how this is going to work tomorrow because people are, you know, people are crazy, even though there's not a limited amount of these uh, people are talking. I mean, I've seen people asking questions uh, can I go get in line, you know, Tuesday night? So I'm ready for to be first in line for Wednesday. And it's like, I don't know. People are crazy. So I don't know if Disney has been looking at all this stuff and decided to not sell it at the ticket booths or what. I have no idea. So my process tomorrow, well, my process tonight first is to sit down and look at the way the options between the two, the believe and the dream, which right now it looks like the dream has zero blockout dates and right. it's got a better uh, merchandise and dining uh, discounts. Um, and also you get free theme park parking. Mm-hmm. So the belief key, uh, there's, there's a pretty decent amount of blockout dates, but it's usually times where I don't normally go anyways, right around Christmas time. And then uh, some different times in the summer, spring break, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm going to go through tonight and see exactly which one I'm thinking about getting. And then tomorrow I'm going to hop online at some point and see how the process is. Because I do have a couple tickets that I would be able to upgrade and go towards the purchase of it. Um, It's just a matter of figuring out which one I want to get and how the process works. So it sounds like 
no one is 100% sure how it's working, even the cast members. So <laughs> I guess we'll all figure it all out tomorrow. Because <laughs> what I keep what seeing is, and, and who knows how it'll play out tomorrow, but it seems like the information going around is if you want to upgrade, the only thing you can do at the ticket booth starting tomorrow and, and there forward is just upgrading a previously purchased ticket. And that's what I heard. Um, and that's the only thing you can do. You cannot outright buy one because there were cast members telling people, you know, a week ago after the announcement came out that you could buy it at the ticket booth and you could put a larger down payment towards it. Uh, if you, you know, if you wanted to make a larger down payment than whatever is mandated, if you buy it online or through the app, you can only do the specified amount for the down payment. You can't elect to put down more. Last week they were saying you could do it at the ticket booth. Now they're saying you can't do that. You can, I I don't know, back and forth, but yeah. you can't just outright buy it anymore at the ticket booth. It's only upgrading more only or less. Upgrade. Yeah. So yeah, I want to get on there and see exactly how it is. I mean, the down payment part doesn't apply to me because the down payment is only for California, only for residents. California residents, because uh, they can do a payment plan on all four of the keys. So which is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty stupid. But I don't know. I guess they gotta help those Californians out somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. So, I mean, if I live there, I mean, I'd probably be appreciative of the payment plan i'd probably use it uh oh, but right um uh, i mean i i don't like it so. my credit card has a built-in payment plan there you go <laughs> there you go use your credit card and then you can earn whatever points you can earn with your credit card and use those for something to fly out there or i don't yeah, know there you go <laughs> so so yeah that's coming out tomorrow we'll see i'm sure uh we'll probably be sending screenshots back and forth oh hey look at this person you know yeah, they're complaining or didn't all go the, well for them or so all the crazy questions that people have. Exactly. Exactly. And the complaining, I'm sure there'll be yeah. no complaining at all tomorrow. <laughs> Not at all. It's going to go perfect. It's going to go <laughs> yeah. perfect. I wonder when the site's going to crash. Yeah. If they go on sale at 10, it'll so, probably yeah. about 9.57. But from, from, from what I know, there is, there is not going to be a set. A lot of people were asking, well, how many, are they selling? I don't think there's a set amount. And if there is, they haven't announced that yeah. uh, because it's not like, um, to me, it doesn't seem like it's something that can sell out because you're just selling, you're selling yeah. the, the pass with the ability to still make a reservation. You still have to go in and make, do, do the whole reservation system. So well, I think you just can't show up at any time. Like you used to be able to. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's something in the fine print saying something that they have the right to limit the amount of, uh, right. passes sold or something. But from what other people have said, that that's always been a part of the fine print for all the annual passes. So yeah, if, if anything, now it's going to be <clears throat> way more controlled because of the fact that you'll still have to have reservations. So right. like you say, they could probably try to sell twice as many if they could. Would they say something like a million people had annual passes for the old program? I mean, I'm sure yeah. they'd want to sell 2 million if they could. Sell $2 people. million, but then only allow 500,000 reservations. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I'm seeing is, and I don't remember if we talked about this. Well, I guess we didn't talk about it last time because it, it came out the day after we recorded. Uh, apparently, the reservation calendar for 
magic key holders and general ticket purchasers are different calendars. We did. We yes. did discuss that. Not, not too in depth. Cause I don't think we, we really knew okay. much about it. I, I had heard on Facebook or on social media and I think you probably heard too. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, we mentioned it, but I don't think we really discussed it. So, so with the reservation system, I think Disney could potentially keep the reservation system for a while because it really allows them to manipulate and control how many people are in the park. They don't have to worry about overcrowding. I don't right. think the reservation system is ever going away. Me either. Not it's, if they're smart because it's, it's, it's total it, it, control for them. Yeah, it's the new, it's the new normal. Yep. For, for going to Disney. So. Yep. Yep. It's here to stay. I think. Which, you know, when, when I bought my tickets, cause we're going in November, um, I bought them through the military. Um, and I wasn't quite sure how that whole system was going to work buying the tickets, waiting for them. When I got them, I jumped online and, uh, the actual, the reservation system didn't seem too complicated. I mean, it was, fairly no. self-explanatory for you buying them. If, if you buy them right from the Disney site and go to the reservation part, it's probably seamless where I, I had to go in. I had to link my tickets to my account uh, based off of the numbers that were on the barcode. And then I had to go into the reservation system saying that I already had the tickets and the tickets, the tickets actually showed up because I linked them to my account. And then I was able to make the, the, the reservation for the days that I wanted yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, I, I chose whatever I think is November 21st. And then it asked me which I had six tickets linked to my account, which, um, which ones were going on the 21st. And I just clicked on them and, you know, mm-hmm. got my dinner. It was, it was, it was a yeah. lot easier than I was expecting. So you clicked on all the kids that you liked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones yeah. you don't like are going to show up that day and go, <laughs> where's my ticket? Those reservation. <laughs> you got a ticket, but you didn't make a reservation. <laughs> yeah. It does make me wonder how strict Disney will be with those magic key holder reservations and what that availability is going to be look like. Cause for like, what is it? The dream key is at the top tier or believe uh-huh. dream dreams, the top one, no blackout dates. So that means you'll have the, you know, at least in the beginning, you'll have the option to make reservations for any of the 365 days of the year. But then if that, depending on how many reservations they've allotted for key holders on say Christmas day, cause that's a popular day. Right. Just because it's not a blackout day on your availability calendar, doesn't mean that if you wait too long, that that day could um, uh-huh. fill up with, key holder reservations and you wouldn't be able to get in with your, with your key, no blockout day pass. Your, right. So I think they're going to do, I think there's a couple things. Number one, you can only make reservations so far out, right? Yes. So that would help mitigate some of that. And number two, even on the, the dream key and the belief key, both have the most reservations. You can only make six at a time. So mm-hmm. you're only going to be able to make so many at a particular time. But yeah, that'll be a big bummer if you want to go on Christmas Day, let's say, and you wait for the 120th day and you get on at two o'clock in the afternoon and find out they're all gone already. <laughs> that would really right. that would really stink. So right. then if you, I mean, it, yeah, it would suck because you spent all that money for an annual pass but or a magic key. But if you really wanted to go, you could then jump over and just buy a ticket. 
yeah make a reservation mm-hmm. you know if the if the two sides are different between the the magic key holders and the yep. we'll, we'll call them the the regular customers right um i mean you, you you'll spend money but if you i mean you have your heart set on going a certain day then you'll you'll do what you have to do uh, or right. or or you just don't go uh so so i guess we'll see how that plays out and if if that becomes an issue and and maybe the maybe it won't be that strict on the allotted amount of reservations and maybe it won't be an issue at all. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then the other, I mean, that, that, that news came out a while ago. Uh, so we just, we're only a, a day away from it starting. So, uh, but a day after we recorded a last episode, uh, Disney came out with an announcement that they were introducing a new service and they're called, they called it the Disney genie service. Um, and it, I'm just gonna. I've got the article here from from uh, the uh, the the Disney Resort blog, or Disney Parks blog, uh, and I'll, I'll just kind of para- paraphrase, and then we'll we can we can talk about it. So coming this fall to Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort, Disney Genie is a complimentary and convenient new digital service designed to create your best Disney day. Um, so they said they've been listening to the feedback of their customers and. This is what they came up with. Uh, they've made significant investments in technology, which will guide you through your theme park with tips that can help you reduce time in lines, discover magic around every corner, and take the guesswork out of what's next. Um, it's built right into the My Disney Experience and Disneyland apps. The uh, Disney Genie service will maximize your park time so you can have more fun. It includes personalized itinerary features that will quickly and seamlessly map out your entire day from specific attractions to food experiences, entertainment. Um, it's, then it says to, uh, in a, to general interests like Disney princesses, villains, Pixar, Star Wars, thrill rides, and more. Just tell, tell the genie what you want to do and it'll start planning for you. So some of the features that this new Disney genie service is going to have, basically, you're going to get itinerary updates from morning to night. Uh, the Disney genie will continue to update your itinerary throughout the day. So you, now th- this is what's kind of funny. It's it's planning your whole day so you can be more spontaneous. It says, which is c- the complete <laughs> opposite of planning. <laughs> so right. uh, uh, update your itinerary throughout the day so you can be more spontaneous and go with the flow. Uh, it's gonna find your favorites at a glance. You can create your own personal tip board to instantly see your favorites, and we'll display current and forecasted future wait times, helping you predict when you might experience quicker entry into the attractions. Disney Genie will bring existing planning features together in one place. So you can join a virtual queue at certain attractions. You can make dining and experience reservations, mobile order food at many locations, or get help from a virtual assistant. Um, so for even more convenience and flexibility, there's going to be two options for enjoying the theme parks. Through a queue we're introducing called the Lightning Lane entrance that saves you time in line. Um so the Disney Genie Plus service with Disney Genie Plus now. So we're moving from the Disney Genie service where it helps you plan your day into the Disney Genie Plus, which this is where a lot of people were um, either. I, I saw about half and half. Half were excited for it and half were, you know, why is Disney trying to take all my money? Um, so <laughs> They're just now, they're just now <laughs> asking that question. Yeah, yeah, you should have been asking that question for years now. Uh, so for the price of $15 per ticket per day at the Walt Disney World Resort and $20 per ticket per day at the Disneyland Resort, uh, 
you get to choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions and experiencing using the lightning lane entrance. Uh, you can make one selection at a time throughout the day from classics like Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder, newer favorites like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, etc. This convenient option is the next evolution of the fan favorite Disney Max Fest service from the Disneyland Resort. And we'll kind of talk about that here in a minute. Disney Genie Plus will also include Disney Parks themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories. Um, while Disney Re World Resort and a limited... Let me, I skipped the word for those visiting Walt Disney World Resort and unlimited Disney photo pass downloads from your day if you're visiting the Disneyland Resort. Now, there's an individual attraction selection available for purchase, and this is what it says Schedule a time to arrive at up to two highly demanded attractions each day using the Lightning Lane entrance. Attractions like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom and Radiator Springs Racers at Disney California Adventure Park. <laughs> Uh, subject to limited availability, it says. Pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park, and will be announced closer to the launch. Uh, Lightning Lane selections will be made on the same day of your visit and can be used across multiple theme parks. Um, attractions continue to offer traditional standby queues or a virtual queue at certain attractions like Star Wars Rise of the Resistance to maximize the flexibility. Um, so... This is what I got out of it. Max Pass, Fast Pass is all gone. This seems very similar to Max Pass in that it's charging you uh, a price per ticket per day. Which, how much was Max Pass when we went last time, James, in 2018? Was it like 10 bucks a ticket? I think it was 10. I think yeah, because so. I'm pretty sure it, it was an additional $60 per day for us, and we had six of us. So, yeah. The, um, the $10 was its introduction price. And then it went up to 15. And then I think before COVID closure, I think it was up at 20. Okay. When I went, I'm pretty sure it was $10 a ticket because I remember paying 60. I don't remember paying whatever, 15, 30, 45, whatever, 60, 75, 90 bucks. I don't, I don't remember paying 90. I, mean, I remember paying 60 per, per day, but I could be wrong, uh, which I thought it was well worth the price. You got the photo pass, et cetera. So. Um, so this Disney genie service basically helps you plan your day so you could be more spontaneous, right? Mm -hmm. Um, which <laughs> there's, I've got two different schools of thought. I, I used to see people planning their trips to Walt, Walt Disney world. And like they had, I'm, I'm here for this hour. Then I'm going to this restaurant and then I'm at this ride and this ride. And I was like, it, to me, it seemed like you're just kind of taking this the fun out of it. Disney A to Z random entry. I accidentally hit my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should not leave the mouse hovered over the button. So I will. Uh, yeah, let's let's fix that. So uh, we had our first uh, mix up with the soundboard, but that's cool. We'll leave it in. We're learning. So, so like I said, it, it just seemed like there was too much planning going into the process. Uh, where I liked when we went to Disneyland and. You know, back in, well, I'm going to make us out back in my day, uh, 1955, you, know, you went, you bought your ticket at the ticket booth. You went in, you waited in line for rides. You waited in line for restaurants. You waited in line for food and all that. And, uh, you know, back all, in I my know day, all I know is I waited four hours for Indiana Jones when it first opened. So yeah, yeah. everyone just needs to shut up. Yeah. So <laughs> So this Disney Genie Genie service, I mean, it looks like it four could be four hours. Four hours. <laughs> Sorry. I'll show you a long time for Nemo too when it opened. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it's going to help you plan your day. Obviously, you can see uh, wait times and all that. And then if you want, you don't have to buy the Disney Plus service or Disney Genie Plus service uh, for the $15 a day if you want. You're more than welcome to stand in the standby lines. And it sounds like they're still going to have the virtual queues like for uh, – uh, they didn't mention the Spider-Man ride, but for the Spider-Man ride and for um, – what's the other one in Galaxy's Edge? Um, Rise, Rise of the Resistance. Rise, yeah, Rise of the Resistance. So – it doesn't sound like that's changing. You're still going to be able to do those virtual queues uh, for now because they mention it. Um, and then there's going to be rides in introduced that are going to cost you a little extra. So kind of like we talked about in the past, Disneyland Paris went to that that system where you can buy like a fast pass for whatever ride for nine bucks. You know, I was like, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you know, this, depending on what the rides are, you know, if say, say it is um, – well, which which is one they use Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom Park. If you're in Walt, Walt Disney World and you know you're not able to get on that ride and it's your only trip there in like ten years, you may pay the extra money just to hit that ride one time to be right. guaranteed to get on it. So um, yeah, well, because because then there's going to be a pretty good chance that Rise of the Resistance and Web Slingers are going to be amongst those attractions that you can right. pay extra for. Because it still sounds like because they mention it doing the the boarding pass via the app. But then it sounds like if you don't, if you're not able to get a boarding pass, you can pay $10 a person. Right. And ride it at this, at this designated time. Right. But then because they have the boarding passes that they have to work in, you have the option to do it, but it's probably going to be a very limited amount. And when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, it it talks about schedule of time to arrive at, up to two highly demanded attractions. And from something I was reading, it sounded like possibly those could change. Like maybe mm-hmm. one month it's this ride, but then the next month it maybe it's a different attraction that right. is one of the highly demanded. So, so I don't, I, at first I was, I was, you know, when I first heard about it and just seeing people complaining on Facebook and Twitter and all that, I was like, well, yeah, that's, I kind of agree. But once I actually read about it and started to do a little more research on it, um, it it's, it sounds like I mean I would I would purchase the the the, um, the Disney Genie Plus service for twenty bucks a day, uh, so pretty much for six of us, hundred twenty bucks a day, so three three hundred sixty extra dollars for our trip, uh, which when you when you word it that way, it just seemed like a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of money, <laughs> but just that's a, just because it'd be of- nice if you could. I mean, it's obviously easier just to be like it's twenty bucks a person a ticket a day, but then it's like with your family. You only need one person in the family to have the photo pass downloads. You right. don't need everyone to have that. So it'd be nice right. if you didn't have to pay for it per each genie plus. And then like if you can link all your tickets together, does each person have to have genie plus? I would I would assume not. Just kind of like with um But each person had to have their own max pass mm-hmm. to use that. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was just yeah. thinking that as I was saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to be able to skirt it like that. You know, it, it would be cool if they, you know, like one person had like, if they broke it down to kind of like the magic keys where they have levels, like this level has photo pass and all, you know, all the rides are over. And then if you want this one, it's five bucks cheaper. You don't have photo pass. Okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll pay it just cause. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it also d- depend on what everybody else in our group wants to do too. Cause yeah. you know, I don't want to be in 
And it might be something yeah. that you decide to do it the first day and then right. maybe the second day you say, well, you know, first day you go to Disneyland and you want to do it because you want to get on certain rides. Second day, yeah. California Adventure is not that crowded. So you decide not to. I mean, who knows? Yeah. And that's what I mean. We usually, when we go, we go to Disneyland, DCA, Disneyland, uh, if we're going for three days. And then the, mm-hmm. my third day at Disneyland is just kind of, for me, it's my, my relaxing day. If I, if I didn't get to ride something, I'll, I'll try to ride it. But uh, right. I'm not really rushing around trying to do everything. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm curious see how to works. see how the itinerary part of the genie service is going to work out. Cause you kind of, it seems like when you, I don't know if you'd have to like refill out the questionnaire every day you buy it, or if it just remembers your preferences, if it's saved somewhere in your, right. Your Disneyland or Disney world account. But if you say uh, my favorite rides are, you know, Space Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Peter Pan. If Peter Pan, like, jumps down to, like, 25 minutes at some point during the day, does everyone that had Peter Pan selected as one of their favorites all of a sudden get a notification saying, Peter Pan's only 25 minutes. Head over there now. And then guess what? It's no longer And then by the time you get over there, it's 45 (laughs) minutes again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that's going to work out because – I mean, there's only so many attractions to, to select or, you know, um, if it's going to be like, oh, I like Star Wars or I like roller coasters, if maybe it'll be a little bit more broad like that. But if everyone's getting these notifications all day long and there's 60,000 people in the park and, you know, even 10% of that all get a notification saying that Pirates of the Caribbean is only at 15 minutes and everyone goes over there it's right it's <laughs> yeah you know, sure. like, yeah yeah you have to figure out how to hack into the system so you can say that <laughs> peter pan's only 15 minutes you can watch all the crowds go over there and then you can go hop on indiana jones or something there you go yeah, yeah I, it almost seems like i i don't quite see the purpose in it because i mean the only thing that it's doing for you is it's giving you a heads up when the line decreases rather than relying on yourself to always be looking at the wait times on the app. Now you get a notification that, Hey, this line's not very long, but everyone just got that notification. And depending on where you are, right. It could be drastically different by the time you actually get to that attraction. So unless there's limiting on how many notifications you can get, like, Oh, you can be notified on five rides or five attractions or yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Or maybe, maybe if I you pay an extra twenty, you get notified <laughs> five minutes before everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then if you yeah. put in another twenty, <laughs> you get a personal call from the Disneyland president saying, "Hey, head over yeah. there right now." Uh, but yeah, and and then the other big question that everyone kept asking from uh, every Facebook group that I'm part of that talks about Disneyland is, "Well, when's it when when's it being released?" I'm I'm going September 21st and 23rd. Will Disney Genie Plus be out then? I'm going October 1st. Will I be able to use it then? Yeah. Re- read the article. <laughs> it's coming out in the fall. That's all that's been announced. Uh, so uh, I saw someone post today. They're like, how does Disney Genie work? I'm going on August 26th. Can I buy it at the ticket booth or at the front gate? <laughs> and I was like, it's like, have you not looked at any of the information yeah. at all? Yeah. So, so there's going to be a lot more coming out, and I'm sure once they, uh, once they do release the date, I'm sure there's going to be numerous articles, official articles, Disney Parks blog, whatever, 
mm-hmm. breaking down exactly how to use it, what features it will have. and Yeah, you'll get screenshots of the actual interface and what it yeah. looks like. And, you know, a minimum a week before it actually debuts, if not two weeks, we'll get the announcement of when it's actually going to launch. And Right. Yep. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be available when my next trip in November, because now you're looking at moving into the winter time and they said fall. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I had, if I had to make a guess, um, probably sometime in mid September would be my guess, which we're, what well, we're coming up on three, four weeks from mid September. So may, maybe October 1st, who, who knows? Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a big announcement and we'll get to talk about it a little more. So, yep. And I'm sure whatever they say, no one will have any complaints about it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anything else on uh, the Disney genie service from you guys? Anything else you want to share? I don't think so. I just wish you'd had a sound loaded up of the genie when you started talking about it. I know. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You got to send me these. I may, maybe I need to send you guys what we're talking about first, and then you can, hey, why don't you throw a soundbite of the? Because I could have yeah. easily found one of those. But, yep. Uh, yep. We've got to have a video somewhere of James snoring that you can <laughs> load up into there. <laughs> oh. well, I, I do. Trust me, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) So then the other, the only other news I had, uh, looks like there's two brand new uh, stores opening in downtown Disney. James knows he's familiar with one love pop. Uh, Where where did this announcement come from? Cause I have actually not heard about this till you mentioned it tonight. Disney parks blog, Tuesday, August 24th to 2021 today. Today. Oh, I completely missed that. Then I have not seen anything about it. Put out by Valerie Lee, the public relations manager at Disneyland resort. Exciting. Plans are in the works to bring two specialty retailers, Love Pop and Pele Soccer, to downtown Disney. Uh, Love Pop is at uh, Disney Springs, from what James said. Actually, they're both at Disney Springs, from what this article says. Yeah, so so I saw so Love Pop last longer. time we were there. Okay. Uh, basically, Love Pop is what a uh, like a kind of a pop up card store, gift store kind of. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it kind of looks like a really, really advanced origami to me. Uh, but uh, oh, it's the ancient form there. of it's the ancient form of kirigami. Oh, it's a variation of origami that in string intricately cuts paper rather than folding. So it's cutting instead of folding. Origami folding, uh, kirigami cutting. So um, and then Pele so basically soccer, they're paper snowflakes. Well, yeah, they look a little more advanced than that. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure it, I don't know when it's going to be there. I don't know if it's going to be there by the time we go next. But and then Pele Soccer, basically a stadium themed store that sells an assortment of soccer gear from different sports brands, different sports brands. Uh, so so actual soccer gear like you can go in and buy cleats at downtown Disney. Well, right now, the picture they show shows a bunch of jerseys, <laughs> soccer balls, and it looks like they've got a. They've got machines where you can get like your name put on the back, uh, yeah. like press machines or whatever they're called. Uh, like I know soccer is like the largest sport yeah. like around the world. Like it's extremely popular. It just seems like such an oddly specific 
sport good store yeah. to have in downtown Disney. We'll see. I mean, uh, I know three or four, three out of my four kids played soccer. So I mean, I'm sure. I mean, my 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 two girls may like going in there. They like soccer, so I know James coaches soccer. I don't know if he plays soccer. Yeah, he plays soccer. I haven't played recently, but I have played in the have past. Played. Right, right. <clears throat> so, so we'll see. It doesn't. I don't think I've it has kicked a... a ball before. Does it? <laughs> does that count? No. <laughs> what kind? Not, what kind of not ball? Since was it? it was a tennis ball, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I'm a soccer player. Uh, Cody, that's a tennis ball. <laughs> Careful, kid. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no uh, no date that it's arriving. It just says uh, stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog for more details. Does it give any information as to where in downtown Disney they're going? No. No, Location? this is very, very generic. Somewhere um, between the ticket booths okay. and Disneyland, Disneyland Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> It's interesting to me, the Love Pop one, because I, I was interested to see that in Disney Springs when I was walking through. I've mm-hmm. actually ordered a couple of those because I thought they're pretty cool. I've got some for Teresa for Mother's Day and I think maybe one for her birthday. Um, so they're pretty cool. But I remember walking through Disney Springs and thinking, how many cards do they have to sell every day? And every week and every month in order to make it profitable to have a store. I mean, how much is a store in downtown Disney? I've got to think that it's pretty stinking expensive. But yeah. when I heard that they're opening one in downtown Disney here, too, I was thinking, holy cow, I guess. I mean, I don't know. They must sell a lot of them. They must they sell have a lot to. of I mean, them. I mean, if, I mean, you figure how many people walk through downtown Disney or Disney Springs and yeah. they'll buy something just because it has something to do with Disney. or And so. they probably will feature some disney because of where they're at but it is interesting because like i can see it maybe being a little bit more profitable and i don't know i'm 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 pulling this out of thin air but i can see it maybe doing better in in downtown disney in in california because there's a lot of locals always going to downtown disney and 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 disneyland where they they drive in and out they go to the store they buy the cards they take them home that night right but you know People drive hours and hours to get to Disneyland. Lots of people fly into Disneyland. And same with Disney World. I wouldn't want to buy a card and then have to shove it in my suitcase and hope that it doesn't get bent or anything when the airport baggage handlers are playing football with my duffel bag. (laughs) (laughs) You know? When they're playing football or soccer? Uh, Yeah. Maybe cricket. I don't know. Maybe maybe cricket. (laughs) I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting because it's, 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 it's paper. So it's kind of delicate and you to, to put it in luggage, you're risking it being creased or bent or something like that. So yep. yeah, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing, but I mean, people buy mugs and stuff and then fly home and or lightsabers. Time they don't break. Or lightsabers and TSA thinks you're trying to bring in a pipe bomb and they shut the whole airport down. And I swear it's just a lightsaber. And they're like, yeah, but it's metal. Cody had his first full body cavity search. He didn't know why. Well, in the was, middle of John That wasn't Wilbur. his first. That was not his first. First don't by TSA. <laughs> Uh, so that's all the news I got. Uh, check out the two new stars of downtown Disney, Magic Key coming tomorrow, and Disney Genie Service. Uh, 
that includes Genie Plus and the new Lightning Lane. Yeah, like 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 Cody said, it kind of sounds like, hey, we're back from COVID. Let's just rebrand everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty soon it won't be the Disneyland Resort anymore. They'll change it to something else. Maybe so. we'll finally get a name change for DCA. Yeah. Oh, let's hope. Yeah. Disneyland Resort <laughs> at Anaheim or something. They'll, they'll they'll find something new. So, um, but yeah, not as bad as I first originally thought. Um, good luck to James tomorrow on getting those magic keys. Yes. Um, if you the nice thing to- about it is, uh, it, you don't have to worry about it. It's selling out. I mean, the people that are going to log on at nine o'clock in the morning and sit in a queue, and the website's right. going to crash. There's really no need for any of that. You have no. 66 days to buy it and still get the little welcome gift. Right. And, yeah. you know, but but people are going to do it. So, yeah, exactly. people are just crazy. All right. So that's all the news we've got for you. Let's move into our main topic. Our next movie in our quest to watch every Disney animated feature film made by the Walt Disney Company. Uh, and our quest to help James watch more movies because apparently he doesn't watch a lot. Uh, <laughs> just by chance, did you get to watch? You probably you you, you had a busy week, so I don't think you did. Did you get a chance to watch Shrek? I did not. No, no. Not, <laughs> yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not Disney, but still hilarious. Uh, so <laughs> check it out. So, so if you um, if you're brand new to the show, we each week for the last seven, eight months we've been, uh, or each, not each week, but each episode for the last seven or eight months, we've been discussing a Disney movie. We started with Snow White and the Seven Drawers, and we're going to move our way through the whole Disney animated feature film catalog. And we are currently on the 20th animated feature film released by Walt Disney, the Aristocats. Um, so I'll tell, I'll tell you a little bit about it and then we'll share our thoughts. It premiered on December 11th, 1970 in Los Angeles, California, and was generally re- released on December 24th, 1970. Has a runtime of 81 minutes. Depends where you look. Um, IMDb, I think, said 79. Disney Plus said 81, so I went with 81. It's really the first animated film that was made after Walt's death. Uh, Jungle Book was released after he passed away, but he did have some uh, some say in that, some, some, some fingers in it. Um, this one is the first one that was released after he passed away. Now he did have fingers in it, but, um, you know, quite a few of them. So um, wash your hands, kids. Yeah. Uh, and basically, uh, in the heart of Paris, a kind and eccentric millionaires wills her entire estate to Duchess, her high society cat and her three little kittens. Laughs and adventures ensue as the greedy, bumbling butler pulls off the ultimate catnap caper in hopes of gaining the inheritance. Now it's up to the rough-and-tumble alley cat Thomas O'Malley and his band of swinging jazz cats to save the day. It's directed by Wolfgang Ratherman, produced by Wolfgang Ratherman and Winston Hibbler. It features the voices of Eva Gabor as Duchess, and you'll hear her voice in some upcoming Disney films that we're going to talk about. Uh, Phil Harris as Thomas O'Malley, Gary Dubin as... Uh, to Louise, Liz English as Marie, Dean Clark as Berlo- I can never say this name. Uh, Ber- Ber- Berlioz, uh, Roddy Maud Roxby as Edgar Baltazar, Scatman Crothers as Scat Cat, which there's a Louis Armstrong connection with that. Uh, Paul Winchell as Shun Gun, Lord Tim Hudson as Hit Cat, Vito Scotty as Peppo, Thorough Ravenscroft as Billy Boss. 
name that Cody likes right here, Sterling Holloway as <laughs> Rockford, uh, Pat Buttram as Napoleon, George Lindsay as Lafayette, uh, I think it's pronounced Hermione Badly as Madame, Adelaide Bonfamille, Charles Lane as George's Hatcourt, Nancy Culp as Fru-Fru, Monica Evans as Abigail, Abigail Gable, and Carol Shelley as Amelia Gable, uh, Bill Thompson as Uncle Waldo, and Peter Renaday as the French milkman, petite cafe cook, and truck mover, which he was uncredited for. Uh, like I said, it was released in December 1970. It earned $10.1 million in the United States and Canada. Uh, it had a better showing in France where it was set uh, with a total of $12.7 million. Um, by the end of its initial theatrical run, it had made a worldwide total of $28 million and currently sits at about $191 million. So it was a financial success as far as that's concerned it was re-released twice in theaters 1980 and 1987 uh it was um last disney animated feature film that had uh robert and richard sherman working on it as staff songwriters they would later return to the studio to help compose songs for the tigger movie um although only two of their songs appeared in the final film which was the title song and uh, the song Scales and was it Arpe- Arpeggios? Scales and Arpeggios. Um, Arpeggios. Arpeggios. Okay. I've got it. Arpeggios. Sing the song. There you go. Yeah, I wasn't thinking, singing a song. I just had the, I had it broke down. I had to, when I, when I looked it up. So uh, <laughs> let's see. It was praised uh, by many critics at the time. Howard Thompson said it was a grand fun all the way. Nicely flavored with tunes and topped with one of the funniest jam sessions ever by a bunch of scraggly bohemians headed by one scat cat, Roger Ebert. Chicago Sun-Times said it was light and pleasant and funny. Characterization is strong and the voices of Phil Harris and Eva Gabor are charming. Uh, so it was quite well received uh, in its day. So what do we think about it in 2021? Eh. James eh, going, eh. eh. Really? Hmm. I thought it was okay. So what are your I, thoughts, James? I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Um, you flopped through it, didn't you? I didn't. Well, no, because I was watching it while I was driving. So, <laughs> Oh, that would have been really bad. All right. I don't know no, if that's any better. but You know, as you read through the synopsis of the movie, you talked about the butler and how he came up with this scheme so that he could get the inheritance, right? But he would have got the inheritance anyways, right? If he just – he needed to take care of the cats, but then after the cats passed away, then he would have got everything. Right. And so, as far as, as, and far I, know as I know – and I know he starts doing the math. He's like, okay, well, how long does a cat live? It's 12 years and 12 times. Blah, 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 blah. Like, like to me, just the whole premise is just flawed because right. it's like – as far as you're we know, the millionaires wasn't sick. She wasn't dying right then. Yeah. And you're already on board to take care yeah. of this household. That's what you're there for. I doubt that he ever took this job thinking, I hope someday I inherit everything. I mean, that's, that's, that's not reasonable, right? So just to me, the whole premise of the movie is like, you overheard something you weren't supposed to overhear, and you heard that eventually you will get everything. So why all of a sudden you come up with this big elaborate thing to let's kill the cats? It's like, wow, that escalated really quickly. <laughs> like 10 minutes ago, you were real happy with the cats. 
And now All I can see is I see Will Ferrell sitting back in his chair with a drink saying, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so to me, I just kind of was like, I just have a problem with the premise of the movie at that point that it just seems like, what are you doing? Just now, does, sit anybody back and relax. Know, does anybody know how will law works? No. Can, can you legally give your inheritance to a cat? I can't can't well, do a cat can't do anything with real estate or it's, money. It's funny because if you look at the trivia on the internet movie database, the very first thing says the Arisa Cats was inspired by the true story of a Parisian family of cats circa 1910 that inherited a fabulous fortune. So apparently so yes yes i mean i think you can leave your your money to your pets and to to have them taken care of and put all the pieces in place for that to happen yeah i don't think that that's too far-fetched to see that that happens especially in a situation like this where you tell the butler hey you need to take care of the cats and when they're gone you get it all to me it's just like if i'm the butler i'm thinking holy cow i just won the lottery yeah. You know, but instead he's like, holy cow, how do I kill these cats? <laughs> <laughs> and he's factoring in that each cat's literally going to live nine lifespans. Well, yeah. And then he thinks killing them off is just going to take care of all nine lifespans. Yeah. You know, and, and see, that's the other thing. He's like, oh, 12 years and 12 times nine. Well, they don't truly live 12 no, He's thinking he's going to be I dead mean, before on. the cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, those those are some of my thoughts. I, some of the songs, uh, the one you did, the the one you talked about, the arpeggios one. I think that yeah. that's a fantastic song. Uh, some of the other songs I didn't care for too much. The whole "Everybody Wants to Be a Cat" uh, to me, that's an annoying song. I hear that and I'm just like, oh, no, ah, just knock it off. It's a small world all over again. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't know. I like some of the songs. I didn't like all the songs. I think the animation was great. The uh, characters were good. I like the uh, who is it? O'Malley. You know, I like his voice. He was just in the last one. Which one was he? Baloo. Um, yeah. And he's going to be in uh, Robin Hood also. I think I, I like his voice, the different characters he plays. Um, but overall, I just, and I don't mean to get hung up on stupid details about an animated film. It's just to me, when I see it was, you know, the, but I, I just, I lose interest quick, I guess, because it's like, and you're, that's stupid. You're not the first person while, while doing research for this. I did read something that someone posted about that. And their, their question was after he kills the cats, uh, is he going after the millionaires next? Is he going to kill her before it's her time because he yeah. gets the inheritance? So was yeah. that going to be, a, was that going to be the Aristocats two sequel that was canceled? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or, so, does she, or does she go and buy five more brand new, you know? Yeah. 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 So. Kittens so that she can start all over again. And now he's back in the same boat. I mean, it just, yeah. to me, those kind of uh, plot holes, I guess, or discrepancies, whatever you want to call them, they just, they kind of drive me nuts because it's like, uh, you know, and I'm probably very, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's other movies that I love that have obvious plot holes in them too, but I still love them. Right. But this one, I just, I, I, I like the movie. I like some of the songs. Um, you know, I don't know. Just not one of my favorites, you know. Cody? Um, James and I have had a lot of similar thoughts on a lot of the movies recently. 
we seem to be drifting in different directions on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked this movie. And for, for me, I think there's just a lot of nostalgia tied into this movie. I watched this movie a lot as a kid growing up. So it's, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I've actually watched this movie, but then different scenes would come up and it's like, Oh, Hey, I remember this. Like it would just kind of like, it would almost like tickle a memory in like the back of like the memory bank in my brain. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like this is really fun. It's cool to see this again. These different scenes, like with the geese and stuff like that. And it's like, Hey, I remember these geese, but if you had shown me these geese, like just like a, a still frame of these, these geese, these twin sister geese in the movie, I would not have been able to tell you that they were from this movie, but then actually being able to see it and and watch it. I'm like, Oh, I remember this. And I remember that. And there's a lot of voices, uh, voice actors in this movie that are used in a lot of other films uh, with Disney. You've got Sterling Holloway, which I love. You also have, I don't know what his actual name is, but the, um, there was the the dog, um, I can't remember which dog, but one of the dogs uh, he plays. He also voices Sheriff Nottingham and Robin Hood, and he voices Chief in Fox and the Hound. And his voice is just very distinct. Um, mm-hmm. um, the the voice of Duchess, she is, uh, uh, she voices the the female mouse in the rescuers and so there was just a lot of these things that i'm now starting to get into some of those movies that i watched a lot as a kid growing up some of the older movies that i watched a lot as a kid growing up so it's starting to bring back some of these different memories from a kid and so um i'm not at all disagreeing with some of these plot holes that james is bringing up because i was right there (laughs) chiming in with them um but yeah i definitely think for me nostalgia is playing a factor on this one heavily for me and i liked the songs um of course i like writing small world so (laughs) (laughs) i think i think the everyone wants to be a cat is is a fun song right it is i just don't act the (laughs) actor you were talking about i think is pat butchum who played napoleon napoleon that was the dog's name yes yeah so. He was in Back to the Future Part Three. He was, yeah. Um, and the 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 voice actor for the Chinese cat or the what what do they call it? The Siamese cat. Uh huh. Um, was the voice or is the voice was the voice for Tigger? You could hear it because he almost does like a, the classic Tigger laugh when he's playing the piano with the chopsticks. Uh-huh. Um, Paul Winchell. Paul Winchell. Um, and you look at his credits and it's Tigger, Tigger all over Tigger, the place. Tigger, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, Tigger, Chinese cat, the fox and the hound. He plays Boomer. Then it's Tigger, Tigger, Tigger. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, is it him voicing the Siamese cat that got us the warning at the beginning? I or think was it, it was the Siamese. Else? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Siamese. It was just the portrayal of the Siamese cat. Because See. there's a there's an Italian cat and a Russian cat too in the credits. Yeah. Are we not worried about these the stereotypes placed on the Italians and the Russians, just the Chinese? I think See, it's the it, Chinese cat. I yeah, and that's the other thing that kind of is like okay, it's like the same cat from Lady and the Tramp too. They <laughs> yeah. did not try to it's design like, a different cat. 
it's like, wait a second. Okay, it's wrong then, it's wrong now. We've got all these cultural <laughs> appropriation going on. But we're okay with the fact that the main premise of the movie is a butler wants to kill these cats so he can get an inheritance. But we're going to worry about the Siamese cat well, that's playing the piano with chopsticks. When this like, came out, that's was, what we're going to put a warning out for. <laughs> was, was was PETA an organization? Did they did did, did they pro- protest that you know they were harming animals or uh, trying to know. harm animals or yeah? I'm pretty sure that was the reason for the disclaimer at the beginning. So yeah, um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I don't know, Cody. Do you have any, anything more? No, that that was kind of the end of my my I thing think there. My, I'm I'm going to go along with Cody a little bit here with the with the um, um, what, how did you word it the I watched it a lot with my kids so nostalgia I watched it a lot with my kids when they were little this is one of the ones they watched a lot they watched a lot of the rescuers mm-hmm. uh, so so Eva Gabor's voice was coming through our TV a lot um, mm-hmm. so uh, I love Phil Harris. Uh, the 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 way yeah, he plays Thomas O'Malley. Um, you know, I mentioned the Scat Cat when I was saying it was played by Scatman Crothers, and Louis Kong Armstrong. Fui. Louis Armstrong was actually the 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 character was made for Louis Armstrong. So here's mm-hmm. another movie that he was possibly going to be in, but it wasn't. Uh, he wasn't included for the reason he wasn't included in um the Jungle Book this time. He was too ill to to do it. So. Yeah. Um, he wasn't able to, he would have did a great, a great job. Uh, but I just, I like the, I don't necessarily, the, the songs are, are good. I like the songs, but it's not necessarily my favorite part. I like just the music, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, it's kind of jazzy feel to it throughout the whole movie. So, um, uh, which is kind of a theme in our last two movies, but, right. uh, I thought it was good. Like I said, I watched it a lot with my kids. Um, it had been a while since I watched it, and I watched it twice. Uh, well, once and a half. I, I watched it a day, and then I, I watched a little bit of it today. So, um, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I obviously noticed the plot hole that James noticed, um, but. Uh, and I don't mean to make it sound like I think that the movie's terrible, or <laughs> oh, no, I mean it's yeah. it's not like it's Fantasia or anything as horrible as that. <laughs> Oh, I, I still like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Understandable. So, um, yeah, animation was good. You know, um, I don't think I'm going to, there's not going to be a movie where I'm going to say the animation was horrible though. So uh, really, well, I don't know. Dinosaur, maybe computer generated stuff. That was horrible. But that's uh, when they were first kind of starting to get yeah. into the CGI. Yeah. So, um, even if the hand-drawn animation isn't the greatest, I still respect what it. Now, took if to the put if together. the new Lion King is considered live action, <laughs> is dinosaur live action. That means we can skip it, right? We don't have to watch dinosaur. No, we're watching that one. <laughs> we're we're doing a three-hour show on that bad boy. <laughs> back to back with uh with uh, Home on the Range. Oh, I'm gonna be sick when we do the Home on the Range episode. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna record. I'm gonna be like, I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, I'll just skip it. So, all right, yeah. So that's that's my thoughts. Um, all right. Anything else on the uh, the Aristocats before we get to our ratings? Um, we'll see how they stack so. up. I don't think so. Right. I did get two ratings. Um, 
Amber, my sister, was not able to send one in, so she'll update us next episode. I got a, one from uh, my wife, Marsha, and my daughter, Kaylee. Uh, Marsha gave it an 85. Uh, she said she really liked the Aristocats, and Kaylee gave it a 65. So, 65? 65. I guess she wasn't a huge fan of the Aristocats. Who I is this, Marsha? Uh, Kaylee gave it a 65. Okay. What does she know? She's 17. Yeah, she's young, so... <laughs> and I didn't get any ratings for it, but I I have a note in here. I think my sister Elena said that this was her favorite Disney movie. And I mm. I didn't make any note of it, but I I'm thinking that Mandy said the same thing. I, I think they both talked about the Aristocats and they both really liked it, but I didn't actually get a rating from them. Gotcha. Okay. So So what do you guys think? What are your ratings? I'll go I'll go first this time. You, okay. You guys always go first. So, like I said, I liked, I liked the the music. Uh, songs were good. Uh, I, some of the characters I really like, as far as their voice actors. Um, um, Marie was good. I meant she's, I don't know. I thought it was good. So, uh, actually, I don't mean Marie. I mean uh, Duchess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the part when uh, she says something about a. Uh, when they're coming in the, the door, all three trying to get in together and he says, you're not something you're, you're, you're a little sister or something like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, you're it, not a lady. You're yeah, just a sister. A, a sister. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it had some, it had some comedy in it. I, you know, uh, I gave it a, oh, what was my score? A 75. So. 75. 75. 75. All right. I got to hear Cody's next. (laughs) (laughs) What? What did I say? Nothing. I just got to hear what you got to say. I don't know. I mean, I liked this movie. Um, Throughout watching it, I would think to myself, this movie is very regal. This movie is very elegant. There was something just elevated about this movie. I don't know if it was just the sophisticated uh, dialogue because they were French and you had some British characters in there. And I don't know that Lucy and I, we watch a lot of time like period pieces, um, movies and TV shows. And so we like, I mean, we've been like watching the crown and stuff on Netflix. So we, a lot of regal going on in the household recently um long live the queen and (laughs) i don't know i i liked this movie okay i don't okay okay i liked it you don't have to apologize i give it a 90 90 wow he's on a roll 89 for jungle book 90 yeah the cats yeah and I give it a 90. I don't, I don't apologize for it. I said sorry, but I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> so the reason I reacted the way that I did is, okay, I got to hear Cody's next is because I'm sitting here talking about it and saying the things that I don't really care for and kind of picking things <laughs> apart. But then Jason gave his rating and it's below mine. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Maybe I like this movie better than I thought I did. I don't know. So when I heard you give it a 75, I was actually kind of surprised because I was like, wow, I guess maybe I like Jason more gave things. it a decent review. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I know. I liked it. I just, I don't think I can, let's, let's see, what's the next closest 75 to my, like, What's uh so you don't have a lot in the mid seventies. You have a seventy two. I've got a couple seventies. 
so I didn't like is, it as much as Bambi, uh, but right. I liked it a little more than Alice in Wonderland, a little more than Sword in the Stone. Um, you know, so yeah, seventy five. Okay, all right. See, and I'm looking at uh, this is our twentieth one, right? And so right. my ranking, this one comes in at number ten, which I think is about. What I'm talking about, it wasn't my favorite, but it's not like it's horrible. But anyway, I was just surprised at the rating. That's that's right. all. When, when you said 75, I was thinking, man, if Cody gives it a 70 something, also <laughs> in both of them, <laughs> something's wrong. So, anyways, For the one I, that didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not that I didn't like it. I, I think it has some definitely good parts to it. I, I like all the different. Uh, actors that are working on this. I like all the different voices. I actually gave it an 82. 82. That was my right. rating. Yes. So that's funny because uh, I put in my score. Cody, I put in Cody's score and mine and Cody's averages is 82.5. So you're coming in right at our average. Nice. So uh, for the three of us, knocks it down to an 82.33 average. So let's see where that is ranked. See, in my ranking, that's the, my 10th one. Okay. For Jason, it's 11. For Cody, is that your number one? No, I've got Peter Pan at 90 also. Yeah. So it's tied okay, for one. Okay, so it's, so it's tied for number one. Have you seen – did you get your copy of Make Mine Music? Did you send it to me? Tyler has it for you. So when you see Tyler, oh. you'll get it. Okay. okay. So anyways, sidetrack. I have not – Squirrel. gotten together with him since gotcha. since he's gotten back so so this jumps with all three of our scores this is now our sixth highest movie together yep yep just right above snow white so it knocks snow white out of the sixth spot uh interesting interesting yes very interesting yeah so so there you go that's the aristocats uh the aristocats our next one is going to be the 21st one and it's Robin Hood will be our next one. And uh, somehow, I don't know the last time I saw Robin Hood, but I was reading through the trivia on IMDb and it says scat cats in the movie. I don't know if he's got a very big part or not, but the same how, is, scat how, cat? how is scat cat in the movie? Scat cat Carruthers is in jungle book. Well, the character or, scat cat. Oh, well, because yeah, his character's name is Scat Cat, but his name is also Scat Cat. So were they referring well, to his, his name? Well, his, his name is Scat Man, right? Oh, Scatman, oh, Scat Man. Scat Man yeah, Crothers. Yeah. But the character yeah, sorry, sorry. is Scat Cat. No, it's fine. It says the character. Where, where did hmm. this? I saw it somewhere. Da, 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 Off to watch out for him. Yeah, there's somewhere on there where it says Scat Cat appears in the animated film Robin Hood. Hmm. Which is interesting. To me, anyways, I think that's well, I interesting. Will, I will have to pay close attention. Yeah. To it. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of going through. Um, through it, I remember seeing something like that, but I. I was kind of just scrolling fast. Right. Uh, so. Oh, I did come across Eva Gabor and Phil Harris, the voices of Duchess and O'Malley, both passed away in 1995, oh. only a month and a week apart. Wow. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't see it, but I do remember seeing something. 
Yeah, so yeah. interesting. Something to look for when we're watching Robin Hood. Watch for yep. Scat Cat. Watch for And it. as I'm looking through it, the cast for Robin Hood, I don't see Scat, Scat Cat listed in there. So I don't mm. know if it's just like there's a group of animals and Scat Cat's there. I have no idea. But I just thought that was interesting when I read it. So something to look for. An Pay Easter attention. egg to look for. There you go. There you go. So that's all we got on the Aristocats. Um we got two more segments. Our, our, our last two we always do. We got, uh, well, I'll just let Cody take it from here. Well, 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 hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Welcome to Cody's Corner. Um, I was a little caught off guard. I was not <laughs> ready to go into it quite yet, but that's fine. Um, I did not have one ready to go, so let me glance at my list. Real quick. Um, do, now, do, 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 now I'm scared do. again. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 be scared. Um Okay, th- this this could be a fun one. And it doesn't require any lead time. Uh, if you could get and excuse the terminology here. I, I realize now the terminology is outdated, but we're just going to roll wasn't with it. right then, and it's not right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. Fire up the disclaimer. <laughs> uh, what if you could get a lifetime fast pass to any attraction at the Disneyland Resort? What would you choose it to be for? What attraction would you choose? Ooh, at the mm. whole Disneyland Resort. So we're talking Disneyland and uh, DCA. Yep, either park. Free uh, reign. Free mm. reign, lifetime pass. Current current ride, I'm assuming? Mm, yeah, let's do It's got to be there today. Okay. Um, that's a tough one because there's so many rides that I like. So let, let's pick one that usually has a – normally has a long line. Um. You know what I'm going with? I'm going Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That line can get pretty long. It can. So. Um, I'm going to go with Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yep. So Pirates in Space. We got two of the mountains. Actually, no. Only one of the mountains. Pirates ain't a mountain. I'm Pirates ain't a mountain. mountain. <laughs> My second choice would have been Big, big uh, Thunder. Big Thunder. So, I do like yeah. Big Thunder. Yeah, How about you, good. Cody? Which one would you choose? Guardians? Come on. <laughs> That'd be a waste of a fast pass right there. <laughs> Man. A fast pass to demolition, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I would have to go with the Matterhorn. Yeah. Mm. Love me some Matterhorn. We chose nope. three different attractions. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pirates. I mean, I'm there's... I could have chosen I'm at Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain. I thought about Matterhorn. Um, then I thought about Incredicoaster, but I, I wanted it as California Screaming. So, I mean, it's the same ride, just different aesthetics, I guess, but different music. Yeah. Because I like California Screaming more than Incredicoaster, I would have allowed it. Oh, okay. But. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I, like, I, I know it's the same <laughs> ride mechanic. Right. But I just don't like it as much anymore. Yeah. It had a different vibe to it, different feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say after the last time that uh, going to the park, just last month, I used to be able to ride that ride, especially when the line was like short. Sometimes we do it like two or three times in a row. 
um, I can't do that anymore. No, no, I, I, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I think I'm getting old because <laughs> some, some of these rides have more of an effect on me now than, than they used to. Right. Right. Um, we've gone to Lagoon a couple of times, which is a, a amusement park up here in Northern Utah with roller coasters and stuff. Um, and man, I cannot handle some of the stuff anymore. Like it just, it's too much on me. Like I, if I go too, too hard, too quickly at the beginning of the day, just like it knocks me out for the rest of the day. I just can't handle it. Right. And like spinning rides used to not be an issue. I can handle the teacups. Teacups are fine, but like, like spinning rides that you would find at like the county fair or whatever that they put up in like a day or whatever, those type of steel spinning metal death traps. Um, <laughs> I can't handle. They're too spinny. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it was weird. We rode in credit coaster, I think just once. Um, but I got off just after riding that. And it's like, I could not go on it a second time. Like I'd have to like wait a few hours before going on it again. Right. I couldn't just roll back onto it. Like you are officially getting old. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but you're old of that. Yeah. The oldness is affecting you differently. Cause I think I can go back to back still. I, I know my record with Jordan was five times in a row. Oh. We, it was toward, it was back before, uh, when, when they back before, um, what's that, uh, the show they do in the lagoon. Uh, uh, world of color. Yeah. World of color. When it was, when you could still write it at nighttime, mm-hmm. last couple of times I've gone, you haven't been able to write it, but, uh, we got on it. It was just me and him over in the park. I think everybody else was over at, uh, Disneyland. We just went over there right at once and we got off and there was nobody in line. So we're like, Hey, let's write it again. So we wrote it again and we did that three more times after that. So, but I, my <laughs> limit, my limit was five. <laughs> so after that, I was like, dude, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> Because like I would before I would start to feel like after two and it's like, yeah, I could do a third time. And then like after three, it's like I really can't do it again. But so maybe I've just never been overly built for it or or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, as I'm getting older. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm no longer in my prime. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. So if you want to share uh, what your a lifetime fast pass would be uh, shoot us an email uh, talking Disney podcast at gmail.com and we'll share it on our next show. Um, and then uh, next episode, we'll have another Cody's corner. Um, yes, we will. I'm not scared. <laughs> so. All right, let's move on to our last segment of the day. This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. Yeah, so basically our Disney A to Z random entry is a segment we do here on the show based off of the book Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia by Dave Smith, who was the founder of the Walt Disney Archives and was the chief archivist emeritus of the Walt Disney Archives when he compiled this book. Uh, We're using the fifth edition. Uh, He's had four previous. Uh, If you're curious about anything with the Walt Disney Company, this comprehensive encyclopedia is your one-stop guide. It's got significant events, short biographies, historic dates, comprehensive list and tons of trivia this edition the fifth one has about eight thousand different entries for our random entry we're going to spin a wheel it gives us a page number and then one of my co-hosts will select a number based off how many entries happen to be on that page and we'll share that random entry with you so let's go ahead and spin the wheel 
right. Looks like it landed on page 144. Let me... Uh, let me open the book here to page 144 and count the entries. Looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have 12 entries on this page. And James selected last week. Yep. So Cody will get to pick this week. Cody's up. 1 through 12. What say you, Cody? 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8. All right. An actor named James Coburn. Uh, he passed away in 2002. He appeared in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, and Snow Dogs. And on TV in El Fago Baca. I've never seen that. He also provided the voice of Water Noose in Monsters, Inc. All right. Yeah. So that was a, that was a short one. So I'm going to give you a bonus one because I was hoping Cody would go number nine once I saw mm. number nine was... It is the Coca-Cola Refreshment Quarter, located on Main Street, USA, in Disneyland. Right. Opened July 17, 1955. It's one of the few remaining opening day participants at Disneyland. Uh, it also opened at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World October 1st, 1971, and in Tokyo Disneyland on April 18, 1983. In Disneyland Paris, it is Casey's Corner, and that name was applied to the Magic Kingdom version on May 27, 1994. Is it still called Casey's Corner over in Magic Kingdom, James? I think you're the last one that's gone. I I'm believe so. Pretty, pretty sure, sure it is. is. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. So there's your bonus. Disney A to Z random. Yeah, because it reopened actually not that long ago is one of the things that took a while to reopen mm-hmm. after co- reopening from COVID. Because, I mean, I think within like the last – four to six weeks it reopened maybe six to eight weeks but it's fairly recent as especially considering how long disney world has been open since it shut down for covid so and i remember seeing online that people were very pleased that it had finally come back yeah so some of the other ones that we didn't choose that maybe one day we'll get to share club disney uh club penguin club suites club penguin oh man (laughs) club 33 uh, Claude Coates, Disney legend. Um, I said Coca-Cola refresher quarter, Cochino, Cucamonga, Mexican grill, uh, and the movie cocktail. Yeah. They've got those quesabiria tacos now. Have you had those? Do you know what the the quesabiria tacos are? No. Oh man. It's kind of like the new craze in like the Mexican food world Uh right now. Okay. And it's this like, meat that they cook special somehow um and then they use like the 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 juices from cooking that meat and they make like a broth out of it and so they give you these tacos and they your your tortillas they dunk in the broth and put it on the grill and you get two tortillas like you would with like a street taco you know Mm -hmm. but in between your two tortillas is melted cheese your tortillas have been dunked in that broth and then they put that meat with all those juices in uh, as, as like the meat of your taco. And then they give you a cup of the broth to like dunk it in oh. as you eat it. And I, I mean, obviously I haven't had them at Disneyland, but the Mexican restaurant that we go to up here that we really like that, that Tyler and I go to that we've kind of found is like the best Mexican food up here. Uh huh. Really good. They're so good. Wow. 
have to so, try that. It sounds ja- delicious. James is, James is drooling. Yeah. He's on the screen, wiping his screen. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, <laughs> at, at least the version that is up here is really good. Nice. And I've seen people online say that Rancho Cucamonga is, is that what it's called? Rancho Cucamonga? Uh, no. Cucina Grill? Cochino Cucamonga Mexican oh, Grill. Cochino Cucamonga, not Rancho yeah. Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga um, is a city <laughs> in California. Yeah. Uh, but Cocina Cucamonga. <laughs> um, I've seen people say that it, it's really good there too. Right. So you'll have to try one of those and then yonder over and get you a Pixar Pier Parfait. That's still yes. on the to-do list. I know. I need to do that. I will do that this weekend. All right. Yeah, James is uh he'll be uh walking around the streets of Disneyland again this weekend. So um he's he's going to Disneyland so much pretty pretty soon we just won't talk about it anymore. It's just hey James yeah. went, James, yeah. James went to Disneyland. I was <laughs> I was there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So we're not we're not jealous at all. Uh, no. I was before um but now that I've gone, I'm, and you, I'm excited for James, and I'm yeah, going again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's 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 good. I would I would do the same thing. So, um, so that's all I got, guys, for this episode. Let's uh, before we get out of here, we will share some social media with you if you want to uh, check out what we're doing. Uh, not on the podcast. Uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney. Follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. Email us, TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.TalkingDisneyPodcast.com. You'll be able to find the show there before it makes its way out to all the um, all the uh, streaming services that you may use to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever it may be. If you can't find us on one, uh, give me a shout and I'll see if I can get us on there. But uh, we are on quite a few. So um, that is all I got. Anything last minute, James, Cody, before we get out of here? I don't think so. I'm good. Nope. Check out um, Robin Hood. And yep. if uh, if you want to share your rankings with us, shoot us an email and we will add it to the show. And I'll add it to your listener ratings. Because uh, at the end, I'm going to take all the ratings uh, based off the – uh, the, the the host of the show, then the listeners, and see how we have the how our ratings uh, compare um, at the end. So um, perfect. B- before we move on to a different topic, mm-hmm. so that'll be ra- like around twenty twenty six, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get it done. We'll we're going it. pretty it, good right now. Yeah, it's we it's weird. We're we've been doing it for whatever since November, and we're only on number twenty. We're one but, third of the way through right now. Yes. But also it's going to, they weren't produced every year back in the forties and fifties and sixties and seventies, like they are kind of now. Um, right. Uh, so it seems like, man, we've only done 20 and we're already up to 1970. It's going to, yeah, it's going to pick up here. And uh, Maybe there'll be an episode where we combine, maybe two of them go a little out of order. So maybe we can knock out home in the range and dinosaurs in one. And uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Cause I don't want, I don't want Cody to be absent for that episode. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Oh, Fantasia 2000. Oh, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Coming up. Coming up. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just, well, James we'll talk, is going to Disneyland that week. We'll talk some yeah. Disney news that episode. Be like, yeah, we gave it a 42 
and yeah. just move on. So. Oh, 42, that is generous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. You guys good? I'm good. All right. Well, thanks uh, for checking us out. Um, obviously, questions, comments, uh, please let us know. Uh, likes, dislikes, yes. things we can share, talk about, whatever it may be. Uh, thank you again for listening to us. Uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, that's all I got. Guys, one last one last time. Look, look at some of our previous posts and respond to them. Let us know how you'd spend your $20. Yes. yes. Come on. We want some interaction here, people. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. We, <laughs> yeah. We don't do this for the money. We do it for fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll that's, be fun. That's why Let you us- were only given $20. Yeah. That's all we could afford to give you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Then uh, we'll get out of here and uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye bye. I was going to say bye bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Mickey? Uh huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight. Night. To all our company. Will my see? See you real soon. Always Mickey Mouse. K E Y. Why? Because, because we, we like you. M O U S E. Be careful getting home. Bye-bye.